Okay, welcome back to the second part here. We've got Liz, I'm going to butcher your last name, Fiddler. Fiddler. But I always want to say Fiedler. Fiedler. I know. It looks like it looks like Fiedler. It looks like Fielder. It just autocorrects. But it's, it's Fiedler. Fine. It's fine. It's and Fiedler. I always want to say it wrong. It's Fiddler. Okay. But welcome back to part two. We had a lot to say on part one. So let's dig in to part two. Yeah. Like I, I mean, like my sister would bring her to daycare and then she had gotten a nannying job in town because like she still had to make some money. Yeah. She had to work and, you know, Vi had daycare and whatever. So she got a nannying job for a family. And so Vi would drop her off and then she'd go to her nannying job and like I'd just lay on the floor all day. But like if she was home with me, all she'd be doing is watching TV and I'd be throwing fruit snacks at her to right. like, I don't know. And so it, it gave me that ability to just take the time I needed without feeling like a crappy mom. Yeah. Like how do you grieve when you have a child, mm-hmm. you know, cause you feel like she's grieving yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, and PS I'm in my first trimester. So I feel like shit. Right. Like, I mean, we forgot. That out there. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's not forget that. Yeah. So you also feel like shit and you're tired and you have a toddler and you're trying to grieve and you're, I mean, not that like, you know, she was how old Two. she would just turn three, three. So, you know, that realization that they're grieving too, and they don't even know what it means. They exactly. have no idea. Yep. Her, her schedule, her life is disrupted and like, you know, she'd be like, where's daddy? And, you know, and I'd explain and yeah, I don't know. It, I mean, and we tell her right away cause you can't lie to her. I'm like, no. he's gone. He's gone. And then a couple months later, she was like, when's he coming back? I'm like, oh shit. I thought we told her he was gone. Yeah. Like we said he was gone, but we never said he's gone and he's not coming back. We just said he's gone. Right. That's like a whole nother element. It's a whole other element. Like it's. Have you done a podcast on that? On that? No, not necessarily. Or when she asked if we could get an airplane to Bethlehem. Yeah. Because that's where, because daddy's with Jesus and Jesus is in Bethlehem and let's take an airplane to Bethlehem. Sounds like a great idea. Like I wish we could do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I think, I mean, it just, it's so much more common. And so the other thing that I wanted to say was when I talked about, you know, I've gone through and like read the book, like I'm pretty embarrassed about it, but I'm going to keep the chapter in there to keep myself humble. But with a big caveat as an intro, like most of them that I'm going to put the chapter, I'll like put something at the end, like I wrote this at this time. Mm-hmm. Now, three years out, I feel differently. And here's why. This is one chapter where I'm going to have to like, heads up. I'm keeping this in here because it's it's real. It's raw. It's how it should be. But like reflecting on it, I don't feel that way anymore. Like I was so mad at divorced friends. Oh, yeah. And, you know, single moms. I'm like, BS, you are not single. You get half your nights off. And now I'm like, okay, like that's hard too. Being away from your kids. Let's, let's have a little grace. But like, I was mad at my friends who were saying they were single moms. I'm like, you get child support and yeah, you get every other weekend off and you get, it's like, very different. Like, don't give me that crap. And like I said, I, I do not feel like they have, you know, and I, th- I wrote in there, like, I didn't choose this and no, I didn't, but I didn't choose that either. But it's just, well, it's different. And actually, when you said it to me earlier too, I was like, wow, I had never necessarily thought that through in my mind before. So I spent a period of my life as what I would call a single mom, very different than a widowed mom. Because 
even in my case, my ex-husband had, you know, fallen off the deep end to addiction. He wasn't around. I, I wasn't getting child support. I didn't have support. But it's still really different than that's a forever. And you have this entire other aspect to deal with of it's very different with your kids, you know, like there's still that possibility like of their dad is, is there, he could, you know, come back, get better, do all these things. It's not like, like you said, you really have to deal with that, like grieving part of your child. And like, they don't understand like, well, when's he going to come back? Why can't we just take an airplane to see him? Those questions that are just so innocent in their mind that it, there's just a finality to it. And I mean, being angry at that, I could, I really, I was like, wow, yeah, that's something I never would have thought about. And those are things I think that are important for people to know when you're like face to face with a situation, someone dealing with grief and like the things you just, not that you shouldn't say, but just like being aware of your words that you're choosing. These are good to share with people. Cause I think even as a single mom, like, when you said that out loud, I was like, oh yeah, it's real different, you know? Well, and I think, I mean, yes, there's the, I mean, you're the only one making any decisions. Like, yeah, where is, you know, so at the beginning you talked about my good friends, you know, Nikki and Jeff, Jeff passed away. Like, I remember Nikki being like, I don't know where to send Quinn to school. And, you know, Quinn was three at the time. And she's like, there are four good options. And then, you know, even me having the front row seat at to everything she was going through, yeah, it happened to me. And I spent more time watching my best friend be widowed, watching my best friend be a single mom, watching my best friend navigate, just trying to like continue those relationships with his friends and his parents and his family. And, but then your friends and your family and like, just like the dynamics of like how things get weighted and like just complicated can't even describe it and like not even bad complicated but just like complex and the guilt and the pressure and this and that and you know I when it happened to me and I just remember I was like well if it was me I'd do this if it was me I'd do that like I didn't say that to her but like in my mind mind. and then it happened to me I'm like I have no (laughs) this this is not what I thought it was gonna be but it just you know you're the only one making that decision and I think for me I mean and even still now like Brent and I are getting married we have decided he's going to adopt the girls, which that's its own other thing. Yeah. I mean, there are people who probably think that that's not a good idea. And why would you ever do that? And it's like, well, because he would be the best thing for them. They know him as dad. Like Davey, yeah. I mean, yesterday we, you know, we're not going to change the last name. And again, that's a per- this is all a personal choice. There's no right or wrong, but we've decided we're going to keep them with Josh's last name. They're still his daughters, but this doesn't take away from Josh being their dad, but he's he's gone. So why, yeah. why shouldn't they get a dad, a dad and a dad that they know. And, but I remember, so Josh's best friend is, you know, the executor of our will. And if something were to happen, he's the one who like goes through and makes sure everything's carried out. And we had talked about years prior, like he would be the person to do that. And I remember sitting around drinking beers and like casually Josh mentioned like, well, we haven't done our will yet, but you're going to be the executor and whatever. And John's like, okay. And he's Vidalia's godfather. And, but I remember saying, and I'm like, well, John, you still want to do it? Cause we still hadn't done it. And I'm like, I understand that, you know, when you said yes, the first time it was a very low likelihood of it happening. And you know, we're down to one, <laughs> like you might actually have to do something and like, to be the executor of a will and like 
it'd be a that would be a job that would be a job and he's like i will still do it if you want me to do it and i'm like okay like and he's like and if it changes down the road someday and i mean if you don't know what the executor of a will is talk to a lawyer get a will get a trust oh my god but anyway that's a whole other episode of taking care of your kids and Mm. making sure they're taken care of but yeah i think just it's just i don't know and i think i've met a couple I've met a couple of widowed dads. Yeah. And I think that's, I don't know. I don't think think any is easier. I don't think any, you know, but I would imagine, I don't don't know. I don't know. I've got those two. There's a club of those two. Yeah. Yeah. It's like from afar or maybe not even that far. Sometimes you watch these experiences happen and it's amazing how it's not obviously something people talk about a lot. But when I got into this industry, how often or like how I could name you 10 to 15 right now. And I just was so naive to that. This was just a real part of life. I don't know. I mean, you just you you hop into your life and you go about it and you just don't think these things happen. And then you're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the first time it really hit me was Vidalia's it was her preschool orientation. She goes to a small private school and she was in preschool. And I was like, oh yeah, well, we just switched her from the center preschool to this little Catholic school preschool thinking like, well, she's still in preschool. Not really realizing like, no, she's basically like in school. Like, oh, like it's preschool. This isn't daycare. Like this is school school. I hadn't really like talked myself into that. And that was when, again, this is a whole other episode on my podcast, but I was living in a camper. We had toured on my house. Like things were a little rough. Brent and I were dating, but you know, we weren't engaged yet or anything like that. And I don't know. I hadn't, if I would have asked him to come, he would have absolutely came and he would have loved to have been asked, but I wasn't ready to ask him yet. Or I don't know what, I don't know. And I was just like there by myself and I looked around and I was the only single parent in that room mm-hmm. out of preschool through fifth grade. Both parents were there because it was the whole school orientation in August. It was this like happy thing. And like that hit me. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I, it hit me many times before that, but it was like, okay. And then I found myself thinking like, which, what does it matter? Like, like, does everyone know my story? Uh, Do they think I'm some, you know, and I'm sure there's divorced parents in there. I'm sure there's, sure. you know, like, I'm sure, like, and I'm sure there were one or two single parents in there. Sure. But in my mind, in my memory, you were it. there wasn't. And I felt like I was in the middle of the room and I felt there's like I was looking at. On you. And yeah, yeah. I wear my wedding rings around my neck yeah. and I remember putting my wedding ring on because I was like well and I'm like it's a small town everybody knows who I am (laughs) unfortunately that's probably everyone knows who I am but I was like oh what if they think I'm you know like it just Mm. and I don't know why I felt so and I don't I don't care what people think (laughs) like I, I really don't I probably should more in some ways but I just I don't know it was it was this weird and and reflecting on that now again what if I was Mm-hmm. Again, like that's where I feel a little bit like little not humble pie, but like, okay, then am I judging a single mom? Like, you know what I mean? Like for the fact that I put on my ring because I'm like, I don't want someone to think that sure. I got pregnant out of wedlock. 
what if I did? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? I don't care. Yeah. And so it's like those thoughts that would go, I don't know. All it's over just, the place. It's just weird. But I would want people to like, especially when I was pregnant with Davey, like every single OB appointment by myself and, you know, sitting in that waiting room by myself and like. That's a lot. Just, That's heavy. Like there's no father of the baby, but. But there was a there father was. to the baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like this was very intentional, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't turn out the way you wanted. So I got to tell you this as we probably wrap up the podcast to a point, but so here's my favorite Liz story, you know, and one of the things you talked about was that, you know, sometimes these thoughts cross your mind. Like you wonder what people are thinking or like, do they all know your story or whatever the case may be. Okay. So you came into my store and you did a reading of your book. Yes. Okay. And you sat in the Quinn chair and I loved it. It was so like full circle to me. It made my heart so happy. And I absolutely loved you came in and you sat down and you had some guests with you yes. and they were Brent's family. Yes. And you told me that they were Brent's family, but you did feel the need to tell me like you had a little disclaimer to this. Like, like <laughs> I, I like, yeah, I, I like I am dating. Like you almost like felt this need to yeah. explain to yourself. Yeah. But it's really like, I was so happy for you. Yeah. I absolutely just felt this moment of like, good for fucking you. Mm -hmm. But I want you to know what people said when you walked out the door, okay? Yeah. Because it was just like me and Summer who does the podcast Uh with me. And so I think that sometimes people wonder like, oh, like am I being judged? Like you showed up and you read this book and it was beautiful and you sat in that chair and it like made my my heart so happy. And you introduced them and they were Brent's family. And, you know, Summer kind of caught wind of this. And you walked out the door. And she actually looked at me and she goes, good for fucking her. Good. And I said, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Because you know what? Like people deserve happiness. They deserve love. They deserve. And, and like I did this random podcast on breastfeeding. This is very irrelevant, but like not your boobs, not your business, but like ultimately at the end of the day, it's not anybody's business. No. And, but you looked like you had a piece about you and his family was so supportive of you. Oh yeah. They, they are amazing. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, there's not really a book. Like, what do you do when your son dates a yeah. widow? Like, but I think they read it. They if did. Book, they could maybe book, write Yeah, one. they could write it because they've been so respectful. Great. I tell this story. I don't know. She's probably going to listen to this episode. I love, I love Barb. I love his mom. <laughs> there's like, sometimes I think she tries a little too hard once in a while. Like, she gave me this chair that was awesome and it says we know you'd be here today if heaven wasn't so far away but she had it out at a holiday and I think it was originally meant for like Brent's uncle but then she kind of like was trying to be sweet and she's like oh there's a chair for Josh and I'm like oh god if Josh was alive we would not be at the Morgan family Thanksgiving (laughs) like that'd be real weird (laughs) like like well if Josh Josh was here today like we wouldn't be yeah this wouldn't be happening but thank you for the chair (laughs) No, and I, I mean, and yeah. it's one of those things, like, you just get past this point. I'm like, you know what? I don't know. It's just, like, I don't, as far as I know, at least not to my face. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, most people, I think, are really yeah. just, like, happy for Brent and I, and they get it. And, you know, the timeline, like, it doesn't you know, it, it, you know, we were dating, like, within a year of him passing away, and... Like, I mean, we were really good friends already and he was really supportive there for me after Josh passed away. And it just kind of was this like, okay, I don't know what this means, but I just feel a little lighter when you're around and whatever. And then like 
I mean, it was kind of funny. Actually, one of my friends, Lindsay, asked me the other day, she's like, do you and Brent have an anniversary? And I said, no, I think it was, I don't know, Davey was probably about like six weeks old. And I mean, we were not like dating. And I just kind of looked at him and was like, well, I think you should probably just move in. And he was like, yeah, probably. And like he did. <laughs> like, like I, don't, I don't know. Like there was no like, I mean, I would be like breastfeeding her and he'd like, look away. Like this is so weird. Like I don't know. Like it just, the whole thing was like, what do you do? And it was just this weird thing. And finally I was like, let's give in. Like, I don't know. Like you want to just move in? he's like okay yeah like he did yeah and I just think what I noticed is just like there was just a little bit of lightness to you and I remember I don't know I felt like it was a really long time for Nikki who we talked about and Jeff and kind of once when she had mentioned like going on a date and actually I randomly ran into her once when Drew and I went out to eat at Old Cap Capital Tavern and she was there on a date and I just remember walking out and like I was just so happy for her because in that moment, what I had known of Jeff at that time was like the love that he felt for her and like what I saw in Josh in that moment when he came into my store in that panic, the love that he felt for you, like what I saw from afar was just like that that is a person who would want you to be happy, that would want you to feel love, would want like in Nikki's case, her to feel love. And like, I just remember thinking that too, that first time I walked out of Old Capital Tavern and like I saw them, I was like, I hit my husband and I was like, I just, that just makes my heart happy, you know, but she had this look on her face, almost just like, kind of like, oh yeah, like I'm on a date, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, good. <laughs> and I, I think it was my mom that finally said it about Brent. And I just was like, you know, I don't know. Like, he's just like, I just don't know, but I, I can't think about me. I got to think about the girls and sure. I got to do what's best for the girls. And I just kept saying that she was like, well, what if he's what's best for the yeah. girls? And I was like, yep. And and I think that that's... Light bulb. Yeah, because they deserve the that grief. Too. And yeah. I mean, I know, I know Vidalia remembers me laying on the floor bawling. Yeah. I know Vidalia remembers her walking in, asking me what's wrong. And I just would say like, you know, and, and I remember my sister literally like picking her up and like, she's three and a half, like... She doesn't need to be picked up. She was a big kid, you know, and just saying like, we're going to just let mommy have some time. And, you know, I, I remember, I remember Nikki and Quinn coming over and I was trying to fry eggs and they were burning. And I remember like going to flip them and it threw the spatula against the wall. And Nikki was like, okay, and brings the girls into the living room. I just, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm just, I'm literally just trying to not lose my shit in front of my kid yeah, because that's all I wanted to do. But like, it just, it's so. But I think like maybe we fast forward, you know, years down the line and she's an adult and she might remember, but she's going to see all the good you did for Mm -hmm. her. And like the good example that you've set by her that like for her, for both of them, like showing that like you can continue, life moves on, you can remember you can still grieve. You can be sad. Mm-hmm. And like you can have love. Mm-hmm. And I can give you guys love. And Brent can give you guys love. And mm-hmm. you can still remember your dad. Yeah. Navigating that with the grace that you've done, like, it's freaking amazing. So we said you were a badass businesswoman in the beginning. <laughs> Maybe you're just a badass woman in general. But I mean, there's just like, there's no navigation, right or wrong for it. But letting you feel all the feels like let you know I think that is what she will remember like yeah she might remember 
But that's like a moment that I think like as an adult, you could look back and be like, my, my mom really loved my dad. Like she grieved and she grieved hard. And then she let me have love of this other wonderful man in my life as well. I remember asking Nikki, so that's my friend that was widowed at the beginning, which is again, how I kind of got to know Adele and her store. But I remember saying like, how do you do it? How are you so strong? And she said, someday I want to tell Quinn the story of how we got through it. And I can't tell her that story unless we get through it. Yeah. Cause you're still living it. Mm-hmm. You're not through it yet. No, no. And the, there's no through it. There's you, no, you never will be. There's no before or after. You just carry it with you. There is. Yeah. yeah. You just live it. I do remember with my pregnancy with Davy though, like, I mean, I was like, okay, there's, there's a very real chance that this is my last baby. And I, and it might, she might've been my last baby anyway. Sure. But I was like, well, I, like, I don't know. like I have to meet someone get married. I mean, and I didn't even know if I wanted to do that. So I was, I was quite certain that she would be my last baby. And I, I wasn't irresponsible, but I was like, nope, I'm buying all like, cause with Vi, I mean, I was in grad school. We were kind of on a budget. Like it was just a very different pregnancy. And I was like, I am paying money for anything that makes my life easier. And I did (laughs) like maternity clothes and just stuff that fit and like a better carrier, a better, like whatever, whatever I thought I needed to make my life easier. Like that time around, I was like, well, I'm getting up in the middle of the night by myself. Like I'm going to do something, whatever that might be, but make yourself feel just a little, make life a little bit easier. And I am very fortunate that people in many ways, whether financially or gifting me or whatever, giving me the time, giving me, you know, I just, I was able to do that. And I, I mean, I'm very, very blessed for the help that I had in so many different ways. I know not everyone has that. So if there's one piece of advice, if someone's listening to this out there right now, maybe facing a similar situation, maybe it's, you know, loss of a spouse, uh, whatever, you know, you know, maybe they're not expecting the baby at the same time. Like you've you got a real double doozy there. But like, what is one, one thing, one piece of advice we can leave them with for the end of the podcast? Tough question. Yeah, that is a tough question. Um, Anything. Yeah, I think that knowing that, you know, for me, it was, I kind of had this confidence, like Josh picked me. He picked me to have children with. He picked me to get married to. And I'm not saying, and that might not be everyone's case. So, I mean, maybe this is, there's not going to be any advice that umbrellas everyone. But he knew, I mean, I don't think he knew he was going to die of a heart attack. But, like, he knew, like, when you're picking your partner, you're picking the one that, you know, what if, what if you're not there? What if, I mean, what if they have to raise your child by yourself? What if they have to whatever? And I think that that just helped me like in so many ways. Like I was the only one who was meant to be Vidalia's mom. I was the only one who meant was meant to be Davy's mom and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way and nobody else can do a better job of it. And here we are, which is true mm-hmm. for all moms out there for all moms out there. Absolutely. Like I say that all the time, like, you know, I meet with a lot of parents and I see a lot of them in moments of grief, moments of like postpartum, right? When you're falling apart. And like, that is also the one piece of advice I leave people. You know what? No one else knows. 
I can't give you the right answers because like you literally are the best person to answer this because you were meant to be their parent, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, I really appreciate you coming on the Rolling in the Deep podcast. Thank you so much for sharing with the world. Yeah. And make sure you tune in to us. Check us out on our social, Instagram, Facebook, all of the things, TikTok sometimes. It's a crazy world. (laughs) See you soon. Mm -hmm.